This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place. Like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Well, Bradley and I have both caught some celebrities being pretty relatable lately on social media on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and I know at least on my part, Bradley, the celebrity you found relatable was a little bit shocking. Yeah, Jenna Jameson. What? What? The yeah. p- the Pern star? I know, the Pern star and, you know, star of other things. She's just one of those people. But she posted a before and after, you know, she had gained a bunch of weight. Um, she's also gotten sober and, um, I don't want to read the whole thing. It's kind of lengthy. You can do it on your own, but I do want to read just a little part and tell you that I found myself totally relating to it. Cause who knew the life of Jenna Jameson and mine, you know, basically overlaps at least insofar as, uh, not the porn part, not the, no, not mm-hmm. the porn part. Mm-hmm. No. Let's, uh, here's what she said. Let's talk about the mental aspect of losing weight and getting healthy. I'm going to be honest with you. When I was heavy, I hated leaving the house. I felt judged. I felt eyes on me everywhere. I could hear others' internal monologues saying, wow, she let herself go. Um, and basically, she just talks about that shame, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then she talked about um, losing weight when she was sober. And this is something that I totally remember. Like, when I got sober, they would tell me things like, um, you know, you need to focus on your sobriety. Don't worry about anything else. Like, I still smoked and I did. I ate whatever I wanted. I didn't work out or anything. And they were like, you know, you can deal with all those other things later, but really right now you got to focus on the whole getting sober thing. And so once I got sober, I was like, oh, I guess I'm just going to have to be, you know, fat and miserable, right? In my head, that was the only option I had given myself. And it was shortly thereafter where I found that I was able to, you know, put all of that shamey stuff aside and really focus on the things that... Um, the deeper things that were important, like without getting all ooey wooey on you, um, you know, some stuff clicked. And then I found I was able to actually do those things. I was Mm -hmm. able to be much healthier. I lost weight. I started working out and I was still able to maintain my sobriety. And that was something that I really didn't, I was very concerned and it seems silly now thinking about that. But at that point in my life, that was a legitimate concern that mm-hmm. I had that actually had an effect on how I lived my life. And so when I read this, like little, it was an either or thing. Yeah. You couldn't have both. And yes, yeah. exactly. Um, I was like, it, I mean, it, it's also very familiar territory for people who've been sober because you'll hear people say things like, well, I guess, I'm, you know, my days of having fun are over now. I just have to be like a boring person who doesn't do anything. Well, now I like revel in my boringness. And by that, I mean, I don't need to be out until three o'clock in the morning to have fun. So it's just one of those sort of life lessons mm-hmm. that you learn uh, or typically people often learn once they get sober. And as I was reading this, I thought, oh, she totally gets it. And I can totally relate. Um, she goes on to talk about a bunch of other things uh, that she was able to deal with, too, dealing with de- 
depression in addiction, which is a whole separate topic, but very relatable stuff. Thank you, Jenna Jameson, for that. Well, and you know, um, I just, anytime a celebrity is willing to be vulnerable and share their story truly for the purposes of allowing others to hear a voice that might be familiar to them, not necessarily for praise for, for, for their own journey. I'm thinking about like a Lena Dunham type of experience. No, Lena's not in it for like, right. This is clearly um, Jenna Jameson authentically sharing her road, knowing that people like you or other people who might even be in the middle of a struggle will read it and think, I see myself in that. And I, you know, this person who I thought maybe had all their stuff together has struggled through these things. Um, and I just always, I always commend a celebrity who shares a story like that, that is so relatable that you would Bradley be finding something to relate to Jenna Jameson mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. who would have thought. I know. Um, there's another story um, that I've found really fascinating that's very similar in a celebrity kind of taking part in a very vulnerable story. And that's the story of Adele and her best friend, Laura, who um, shared on her social media that she had been struggling with postpartum psychosis um, and that Adele, her best friend, was the first one who really started to notice the symptoms of it. Uh, over a FaceTime call and in the early months of uh, her friend Laura's baby's life. And um, it it is sort of a fascinating story that Laura has been open with um, and then allows, you know, so she's told her own story, but Adele is part of that story because they are very, very good friends. They went to school together. They've been, as they say, friends longer than they've than they weren't friends. So they've known each other longer than they didn't know yeah. each other. And Laura had a baby and was really struggling with postpartum psychosis. And you know, I read through this. I I struggled with depression after all of my children as well. Um, and it's and, and it sort of made me think about this notion of postpartum depression. And I've been kind of noodling about this lately. Of course, we all, we, you know, we talk about postpartum depression mm-hmm. and that is a thing. It's a real thing. Yep. Um, the brain chemistry changes, uh, the life, your life is flipped upside down. Yeah. But, you know, it made me think about the fact that like, sometimes I wonder if we, if we maybe don't do a little bit of a disservice by always, by Focusing so much on postpartum depression because sometimes I think that that gives women the impression that this is a temporary thing and all you have to do is muscle through it and then it will, you yeah. know, right itself. You can itself. be depressed post postpartum yeah. depression. I mean, I remember, I remember being like, you know, Partum. eight, nine months after one of my babies was born and going, is this still postpartum depression? Or what is this? And the fact is, you don't have to diagnose it yourself. Yeah. You can feel the feelings if they're getting in the way of you living your life in a, in a um, pleasant way, in a um, positive way, then it's worth talking to somebody about what's going on with your brain chemistry. And so to me, it just, again, was a reminder that um, there is such a thing as postpartum depression and postpartum psychosis in this case um, and postpartum mental illness, but, but it doesn't have to just be postpartum. 
you know, it can be, it, it just is what it is. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it, we shouldn't be ashamed to talk about it. We shouldn't be ashamed. Yeah, no matter when it happens. Exactly. We shouldn't be ashamed to talk to our friends about it if mm-hmm. we see something in them that is concerning. And that is apparently what Adele did in this case and was able to really get her the help she needed. And now she's sharing now six months, I believe, postpartum um, for her. where she's been. I know it's kind of an interesting story. Also, again, totally relatable and uh, didn't see it coming. So thank you, celebrities. For sharing yourselves with us. Um, okay, Bradley, I have to tell you something. I have taken a page from Amorosa's playbook. Okay. I'm going to share from something Omarosa, with you. What? Yeah. Well, I'm going to share something with you that's pretty explosive. Okay. After the break. All right. On my talk 1071. Okay. Well, I, I've taken a, a page uh, from Amorosa's playbook. Bradley. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And, um, you know, you might wonder, like, which page from which playbook? Like, like am I going to be on a reality show now? Or yeah, so like- you're saying that you have uh, surreptitiously gained some audio business. Oh, I hadn't said that yet. I was just saying, you know, maybe you were wondering, like, did I decide to just become a raging biatch all the time, maybe? Well, or I mean, all the time mm-hmm. or just part of the time? Cute. I know. I, you know, she's been, she like recorded everything, right? So she recorded all of her conversations with her boss. And I yeah, thought, I you mean, know what? That is actually. One after another, it's been drip drop. Drip yeah. Drop. I thought that is a valuable thing to do. I really should start recording more conversations. So I did. Oh. And uh, I want to share with you. Okay. I had a conversation well, with our boss, B. Arthur. Oh, so you surreptitiously I, recorded B. Arthur. Oh, uh-huh. it's like you're Richard Nixon now. I mean, okay. listen, it's again, it's been done before. Or Omarosa. <laughs> yeah. It's been done before and I'll do it again. Uh, I just feel like it's a good thing to have these in, in my arsenal. Um, but I just wanted to share this one with you here. This is me talking to our boss, B. Arthur. So, um, big day. This, uh, how are people reacting to the announcement, Aim? Wow, well, everybody's a little bit different about it. Jason's actually happy, which is so weird. That is weird because he's usually the one that's like the most like stressed out. Yeah, yeah, totally. He's usually a big dink about it. What about like what about Donna and Steve? Um, Donna seems kind of mortified. Steve, I don't really know. Have you seen him? He's be he's over the moon. Uh, of course, he like is. he thinks he's like yeah. he he won it, and we're not even competing. Okay, are um, we? Are we competing? Well, n- not really. Okay, um, but because I want to win, Lori and Julia. Oh yeah, oh yeah, well, oh yeah. Julia, I'm not sure, but Lori. Well, they're not even here yet. So no, we, we talked to Julia the on the phone. Okay, just seems fine. Lori is going to hate this. It's going to be miserable. Okay, miserable. So, like, what are like, how are you going to handle that? What are you going to do? I don't care. <laughs> you know I live to make them miserable. <laughs> I know. The more miserable they are, the funnier it is. That's true. Yeah. Actually, what if, In fact, like, I'm trying to think of something to make them more miserable than they otherwise would be. Um, could, I don't know, like... We could, you know what we could do? Make what? Lori do the stand-up. <gasps> I think we'll do that, yeah. We're um, going to make her do stand-up. She will stand and cry for five She minutes. might just stand and cry. Yeah, she might. Yeah. Uh, why is your phone in my face? Oh, I just wanted to show you this video of my cat. Okay. She was not the wiser. She had no idea. Oh, my God. She had absolutely no she idea. She was really dropping some truth bombs I know. in there. I know. She called 
Steve a dink? No, she called it Jason a dink. Oh. Um, because usually he's so cranky about Project oh, Down and Dirty. Oh, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Project Down and Dirty was announced today. It's Project Down and Dirty comedy show. And uh, we're going to be living and learning comedy. We're going to do some improv, a little stand-up. All of this at Mystic Lake Casino in the first week of October. Now, the interesting thing, I thought, is everybody's talking about how Lori is so, like, not having it. Like, yeah. she's not excited about this yeah. at all. Um, But did you catch the part where... Now, I had forgotten about this. We haven't talked about this. We're all going to do improv. Yep, we're all doing... We all have to do the improv. But one representative from each TV show, or from each radio show, has yep. to do the stand-up routine. Yep. So, apparently, B. Arthur is going to just mandate that Lori do it. I mean, can she mandate that Lori do it? And can you really mandate that Lori do anything? Does anything? You make a good point. I mean, because I kind of feel like you can tell her she has to do it. But then she'll tell you she's not going to do it. met Lori before, but she only does what she wants to do. This is true. This is true. So, you know, but we haven't talked about this part about us like who's going to do the stand up act yeah. on each of the shows. Uh-huh. I mean, I have absolutely no idea. I bet that well, I don't know. I have like a, I could assume things. Well, I just I think you're saying on the other shows? Yeah. Okay. Well, we haven't even talked about it on our show. No. I don't even know how are we deciding this? Are we supposed That's the to decide thing. I think this? It's one of those things where I think people are forming opinions about things and really I would just say be very careful before you form an opinion about the way things are going to go down because it's a big unknown. You don't know what that entails. So what we do know is that we will be working with comedy professionals. Whoever does the stand-up portion will have to work with those comedy professionals to write, come up with, I think they said like three to five minutes of a like routine and then you got to get up there and do it. That's a lot of, I mean, that's... That's a lot of pressure, but there's also a lot of unknown. Like, what are your topics? How much time do you have to spend on them? Um, you know, will people have pies in the audience? I hope not. I hope that they will not make pies available. Um, d- did you hear Julia? So, B. Arthur in my tapes referenced that they talked to Julia on the air. Did you hear that this morning? So Julia, oh they yeah, called, that she called in. Yeah, yeah. And she said, "Did you hear what she said about who was going to do the stand-up part?" Well, originally she said, um, "Well, did she say she was going to?" She do said, it? "Lori won't do it, yeah. so obviously it'll be me." Yeah. And then I think Jason said, "You know, why don't? Why wouldn't it be Donnie?" Well, and then she threw Donnie under the bus and said, "Well, because you'd want it to be funny." This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Right? Yeah. Rude. We think Donnie would be hilarious. No, I think, uh, honestly, when it comes to those two, I think Julia really thinks that she would be good at it. But what you have to remember with that type of comedy, and I know nothing, but from the very few Netflix specials I've watched Mm -hmm. about comedy, um, and the one time I saw Joan Rivers perform live, you have to be on point. You have to be totally focused. You have to be... Willing to be organized. Mm-hmm. And Julia's maybe not the most organized, mm-hmm. right? You have to be able to like read the room and react on a moment's notice. You need to change things up. You need to reconfigure your brain and, oh, put this joke over here and maybe spend a little bit more time, you know, letting the audience laugh over here, right? It just seems like there's a lot of moving parts. And I just think maybe that's not Julia's strong suit. I tend to agree. Can we, I'm sorry, you said something else in that last part that we have not yet talked about that we have to talk about? Yeah. You said Joan Rivers? Yeah. Where did we see her? Oh, we saw her at Mystic Lake. We saw her perform on the stage that you and I are going to be performing on. We are going to be on the stage. Same stage, yeah. The exact same stage as Joan Rivers and countless other, I mean, like, countless other amazing talents have performed at Mystic Lake uh, in the showroom. Oh, for sure. I mean, legends. But... Joan Rivers. That's kind of huge. I'm a little excited about it. Yeah, no, there's a lot to be excited about. Exactly. More about Project Down and Dirty all throughout the day on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. But when we come back here, we have some D bags we'd like to share with you, Lord and Lady D bag on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. I think you're the most attractive of all parents' friends. I mean that. Entertainment. Afraid to be alone. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to talk about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. On My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, we call those celebrities a very spectacular name, and that name is D-Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. I've got a frequent flyer for you. Uh, is it a Kardashian? What? How did you know? Well, I mean, it usually, if it's a frequent flyer, it's either Lena Dunham or a Kardashian. Or Gwyneth Paltrow. Today, it is Kylie Jenner. Oh, what'd she do? Oh, okay. So, you know, she does this vlog thing, which incidentally, just so you know, she's getting ready to share her lip filler journey on her vlog, but it's been very busy and she still needs to edit it. Exactly. But uh, in a recent video post on her YouTube channel, Kylie gives her fans a tour of her purse closet. Her purse closet. So number one, she has a purse closet. Just for purses. Just for handbags. Is it a California closet? Because if it's not, I don't have time for it. I don't know. Good question. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's a lovely closet 
which leads me to believe it must be a California closet. Um, but there she is wandering through her purse closet and showing off all of her handbags. Uh, that alone wasn't like super D baggy. I mean, it was like, you know, but it was like Kylie Jenner level. Just eh. this is where it gets D baggy. 21 year old Kylie Jenner billionaire. arrives, billionaire, arrives at one particular purse and says, oh, I'm paraphrasing. Oh, yeah, this one I'm probably going to let Stormy wear her daughter, who's like months four, old, four or five months old. Yeah. Um, like when she says, mommy, I want to carry a purse. This is probably going to be her first purse. Would you like to know about Stormy's first purse? Yeah, please. How much? It is a pink mini Hermes Kelly bag that is currently listed online at $27,000. Yeah. And she. She's going to allow her daughter to, that'll be her play purse. I also want to know how many of these purses she's actually purchased with actual money. This is a good point. You know, that were not gifted to her in some form or fashion. Those are pretty purses, though. I mean, they are. I mean. Handbags. She has a lovely handbag collection. I personally, no pun intended, I have a hard time with handbags. Because, well, it's a pain in the butt to change them all the time. Oh, meaning like dump (sighs) all your stuff. Yeah, but see, Kylie Jenner doesn't carry the same things you carry in your purse. Right? What do you think Kylie Jenner has in her purse? Like her wallet, a phone, and some lipstick, and some, you know, lip balm or something. I mean, it's not, she's not, not, she doesn't have, you know, rolls of like used um, tissue. In her handbag. She doesn't have a half-eaten granola bar. That's probably true. She doesn't have like... Ziploc baggies full of goldfish. Yeah. Cars from the dollar store. Exactly. Um, uh, A journal. Gum. Mm-hmm. That's Four been chewed kinds. and spit out. Four yep. different kinds because everybody has different flavor pro- profiles. Yep. This is true. This is a good point. Yeah. So I don't... I feel like when she carries a handbag, it's as an accessory. It's not the utilitarian tote. It's not the mom bag that I around. rock. Yeah. But $27,000 for her baby's play. You I will know what tell my you, though, daughter played with for a purse? The free gift from Estee Lauder. Yeah. Like, I would give her that and be like, here's your purse, honey. But there are some women for whom purses are a huge thing. And I wouldn't, again, I would choose the term handbag. Mm-hmm. You know, that that for them, it is it, it is literally the thing that they spend their money on. Now, most women don't spend 27000 on a new handbag, but I know several women for whom, you know, uh, a handbag is the thing that they choose to splurge on versus, you know, shoes, let us say. This is true. This is true. I'm stuck on the $27,000 yeah, giving your child. I mean, child. it's another world. But again, she, this woman is a bill. I'm not excusing it. She's a billionaire. A $27,000 purse. That's probably like $25 to her. Yeah. Which still, I, I don't even think I'd let my daughter play with a $25 purse. Okay. Also, I'm in a mood right now with my child, all of my children, where I'm like, mm, you want it? You can pay for it. You can pay for it. You can earn money. You can clean some stuff up and then pay for your own Hermes purse. Yeah, because I don't feel like they are going to buy an Hermes purse. Mm-mm. No. Okay. Uh, all right. So, Kylie. Hi, Stormy. When is she getting her purse? Did she say? Just whenever she decides she wants. A, when she says, Mommy, I want a purse. Okay. And she'll get her earmace. 
Can I tell you uh, about my D-bag? This is one I don't think we've ever included on our D-bag Ooh, list. If you're fun. just joining us, that's what we're doing here on the Colleen and Bradley show is D-bags. First and, time caller. Um, first time caller, Colin Jost. Ooh. What Do you know who that is? Yeah, he's from Saturday Night Live. He's a writer, but he also does the weekend update. And then he is the boyfriend of Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. So in uh, an interview that was published on Tuesday with him and his co-star Michael Che, um, they apparently have been tapped to, uh, to host the Emmys, and they talked about award shows mm. in general. And while Che had fondly remember liking MTV awards when he was younger, when he was younger, mm-hmm. when he was younger, Jost responded by saying the following quote. And again, this is Colin Jost, somebody who's gonna be hosting an award show, talking about what award shows mean to him. Quote, eh. I think most of the time they're way too self-serious and focused on things that 99% of the country doesn't care about. At the end of the day, it's adults getting trophies. Why should that be taken seriously? And remember when movies like Gladiator won Best Picture? I mean, why can't good, fun things win and not just good, artsy things? They're both good and the fun ones are sometimes a lot harder to make. Is there anything you'd like to says go at there? Because I'd like things. to. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So first of all, says the guy who's going to be handing out those trophies for adults. Yeah. And getting paid mm, a lot of handsomely money. to do so. Yeah. And secondly, if you're gonna like come at it with that kind of bravado, you better bring it all the way as a host. Yeah. Right. And also, it's kind of a slap in the face to everybody who's hosted the award shows before you hosted the award show. I mean, essentially what you're saying is like, I've got this figured out. Nobody else could do it. Um, And also, I mean, are they really that serious when you have people like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler and you have people like, I mean, go down the list. Um, What's his name from that one show? That That guy. guy. Yeah. He's so great. The one that did the uh, Academy Awards, the cartoon and musical guy. Seth. Yeah. McFarlane. Seth McFarlane. Thank you. There it was. The two of I, us found it. Brain. I found it. Um, anyway, again, self-serious and focused on things that 99% of the country doesn't care about. Really? I don't feel like that's the criticism of most award shows today. Yeah. And all, and, and to your point, like to insult everybody who's ever had that job to, in, in, in a way of saying like, oh, they just didn't get it. Like I get it. And so I'm going to. Like, I'm going to come at it from a different perspective. Like, it's almost this, like, weird, fake, arty sort of. But the P, but but if you're going to say that, then he better, like, blow us all the way out of the water. It's that weirdly, and I hate to make this a generational thing, but it's like, I, it's, it's something you say at an age where you don't appreciate all that is required mm. to accomplish what these people have accomplished. And to say that it's just adults getting trophies is a little throwaway. I mean, that's an irresponsible thing to say, because if you start to dig into that, you realize very quickly that those people go to tremendous lengths Mm -hmm. to be recognized in their field. And they don't necessarily set out to be recognized, but the recognition is in honor of all of the hard work that they and many other people Mm -hmm. have done. Is it self-serving? Yes. I mean, have you been to an award ceremony at your place of work? Any place of work. Those are going to be a little, they're going to be a little self-serving and over the top, but Mm -hmm. that's the culture of the thing, right? Right. That's normal. And the other thing that I think that you do when you, focus in on you know adults getting trophies i i get that he's i think people immediately go to the actors and the actresses right who have also worked very hard but they're not the only ones getting trophies they're not the only ones getting awarded yeah there's sound people and lighting exactly. people and makeup people and writers and directors 
don't get the name recognition in the same way that the actors do. And so to be recognized for the work that they did in essentially making everybody else look fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it does sort of minimize that a little bit. Well, and then to go on and talk about movies like Gladiator winning Best Picture, I can't quite figure out what this means because he says, and remember when movies like Gladiator won Best Picture? Why can't good fun things win? And not just good artsy things. I'm assuming what he's saying is that Gladiator was a fun, big film extravaganza that won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't do that anymore. We just give it to artsy things. Um, he says they're both good and the fun ones are sometimes a lot harder to make. Okay, well, again, I think that explains why we now have something called the most popular picture category right. for the Academy Awards. Because... Those who make big blockbuster films feel left out. Like they're not getting enough attention. Like I think they're getting enough money and they're probably just fine like with that. I think a lot of people think that, you know, awards recognition for smaller, quote, artsy, good films. um, That's like the best they can do because they don't have ginormous box office numbers behind them so to throw them a bone with some recognition and some fame is probably not the worst thing in the world i don't know it's just it comes across again very sort of immature and and i am an immature person so if i think you're being immature you probably are actually better check yourself yeah what was the word ungrateful that's kind of the tone of that right or like a little bit like yeah and to be fair he did get a lot of criticism on social media of course because well everybody does but um, but it wasn't just social media. People did sort of say, Hey, wait a minute. That sounds a little annoying. Ugh. All right. When we come back, you know what, uh, is the perfect palate cleanser, Bradley, a Fleetwood Mac attack. Oh yes. Let's do it. After this on my talk one Oh seven one. Who wants to have a Fleetwood Mac attack? It's the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk one Oh seven one streaming live at my talk one Oh seven one.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. So I uh, got the idea for this Fleetwood Mac attack from, uh, well, we just, who doesn't love to listen to clips of Fleetwood Mac? We'll get there. But first, I want to start with the story that made me think of that. And that is, of course, that Lindsey Buckingham, you know, we talked about how Lindsey Buckingham was going to leave Fleetwood Mac and was not going to be a part of this tour. Well, then we see that he's announced his own solo tour after fleeing Fleetwood uh, after Fleetwooding and he's going to embark on a North American tour this fall. He will release a compilation called Solo Anthology, the best of Lindsey Buckingham, October 5th by Rhino Records. And the, the fall tour marks his first since he was uh, unceremoniously fired from Fleetwood Mac back in April. Uh, this will begin at Revolution Hall in Portland, blah, blah, blah. I, it just makes me sad because we saw them all together. And now I just think like, I wouldn't want to go see them without the entire band I know. being there. Right? I know it's, I mean, I know he's Which a talented and he's a talented musician and they are all talented musicians, but it is always more fun to see the entire band intact. Especially when it's such a classic yeah. outfit as Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, do we just want to feel better by just listening to Fleetwood Mac I mean, in their entirety? I, I, I honestly believe that if you're having a crappy day or you're just having a day or you're having an amazing day, that a little bit of Fleetwood Mac uh, can really just make it even better. I agree. So 
do we want to just start playing some clips? What do we, how do we want to do this? No, let's just like, let's just, I think Holly is capable. Should we let Holly work some audio magic yeah. with some Fleetwood Mac for you us? You know what? Surprise us, Halls. I think we should go our own way. Oh, oh yeah. That's what Lindsay Buckingham was Spin saying. this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. You can go your own way. Go your own way. I mean, uh, that's just an amazing song, no, isn't it? That song just made me feel real good. You know what it feels like? What does it feel like? It feels like more. Holly, can you hit us with another one? Oh, of course. Just surprise us. Just you. You know what? You unleash, you the, unleash Mac. the Mac. Attack us Return with the Fleetwood the Mac. Mac. Nothing like listening to that song play live in 1993 at uh, a Bill Clinton rally of all things. Oh, that was mm, the real deal, man. I bet. Holly, you want another are you locked one? and loaded? Am I going to attack you, you with are... another Fleetwood Mac yes. song? Yes. Take cover because one's coming. We're going to the 80s. Woo! You can like pretend to be Stevie Nicks, you know, or Christine McVie. Oh, that was Christine McVie right there. Lead vocals on Mm -hmm. that one. She does, but you gotta just you have to see the video to get the full. You have to see it. Lindsey Buckingham's contouring on his cheeks. Mm, A plus. (laughs) Okay, Holly. Yes. Are you ready? Because we're over here waiting. Fleetwood Mac attack. There it is. Oh yes.
that's a good song. It's not my favorite song. That was on Rumors, I think, too, but um, which that album's. I can listen to that one them. front to back. If you guys are just joining us, we're having a Fleetwood Mac attack, and who doesn't want to have a Fleetwood Mac attack? I mean, literally, if you needed some musical inspiration for the afternoon, you could just go to Spotify or Apple Music or whatever and play, you know, random Fleetwood Mac radio. I mean, you can't. They're all hits. Mm-hmm. Just right? like this one. Oh, yeah. Is that oh, what they said? Yes, it is. It's a Windex commercial. You don't even need to know. Um, it doesn't matter because you feel it in your soul, right? You feel the Fleetwood Mac right in the Fleetwood Mac space have we listened in your to soul. All of them? No, oh, no, oh, she's got have, another one. But wait, she's got one but wait, and loaded. There's more. Never known one word of that it. song except for the Rhiannon part. Yeah, you could just do that though. Let's just stuff. make a playlist of your favorite band. Get in your car and sing it at the top of your lungs. It's very it is it's wonderful. Just, I did that last night. It's one of those yeah. days. What did you do that? What was your band last night, Halls? I well, mean, duh, the Beatles. Oh. Do you even need to make Duh. a playlist? I mean, like, how do you even do that? I have all the albums downloaded, and then you just push shuffle. And then just go to that on your Walkman? Yeah, it is, I've actually. I've got all them albums downloaded. I do, and then I what? put my cassette tape into the tape deck because I have a disc man outside of my car. We do that with Fleetwood Mac. Just put it on shuffle every once in a while. I don't even put hit. it on oh. shuffle. I like, this is what I love about, I use Spotify, and I just type in Fleetwood Mac and And then play. it just magically gives yeah. it to you. Yeah, I just tell Alexa to play me Fleetwood Mac. So I, 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 you're welcome to everybody who's listening, and their Alexa just started playing Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. You've got, you've had a Mac attack. Um, can I just thought of something that I think we need to talk about at some point. So okay. let's just put this in the, in the hopper. Yeah. Remember back in the day when you listened to tapes, right? Yeah, of course. And you always I mean, had life. on every single tape there. I can barely think of one tape that I could listen to every single song on. Right. There was always a song that you had to fast forward through because it sucked. So bad. It was like the one stinker on the tape. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yep. I can't think of any right now, but we should do some research. We should think back in the way back machine and we should force each other to listen to the crappiest song on the tape that we always fast forward. Through. Awesome. I would say second half of Invisible Touch, the album by Genesis. Um, Yes, but During not the, the song album? Invisible Touch, because the song Invisible, Invisible Touch, Touch is amazing. No, it's kind of. OK, but I'm talking I mean, I to Holly taste. right now. Holly, 
It's amazing. Yeah, it is. Is it? When we come back, um, Project Down and Dirty comedy show oh, is coming up. Oh, it's happening. I feel like we need to maybe start practicing. So we've got a rehearsal scheduled for the next segment after this on My Talk 107.1.